I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. The last jumbo jet, also known as Boeing seven four seven, is being rolled out of the factory to be delivered to Atlas Air. With this, the fifty-five-year-long production run of this iconic jet plane has come to an end. Now that's what you call an end of an era. And forgive me if I'm being a bit sentimental about this, but talk to any plane spotter, and they will tell you about how Boeing seven four seven revolutionized air travel. They don't call it the queen of the skies for nothing. The interesting thing is that it was not even supposed to be a passenger flight, but a freighter. And when the seven four seven took its first commercial flight more than five decades back from New York to London with three hundred and thirty-five passengers and twenty crew members, it was a bumpy ride. But this jet managed to change the airline business. You see, earlier in the forties and the fifties, what is generally considered to be the golden age of air travel. Flights were all about luxury, luxury, and luxury. And then, after the Deregulation of Airlines Act came into place in the U.S. in the late seventies, it made air travel a public utility instead of luxury. Around that time, the demand for cheaper air travel also rose, and what airlines resorted to was adding more seats. That's when the Boeing seven four seven came in to switch things up. What its makers had envisioned was to make air travel affordable for everyone. It was actually Pan Am's founder and CEO Juan Trip who requested Boeing for a bigger plane that could fly longer distances than other commercial flights, and seven four seven became the first wide-body flight. You can identify it easily from its iconic humpback design that made up a partial second deck that came to be reserved for premium flyers. So not only could it carry twice the number of passengers and reduce flight prices. But the seven four seven also trimmed operating costs by cutting down on its fuel consumption. So that's the jumbo jet's contribution to the aviation business. It deserves a sentimental send off, won't you agree? Obviously, its glory was eventually going to come to an end because of competition from other models that are more technologically advanced. But fret not, just because the seven four seven is out of production, it doesn't mean that there are no more jumbo jets in the air anymore. As per aviation analytics firm Cerium. There are still over 300 freighter versions in the skies and 44 passenger flights as well. So if you plan to start on plane spotting, keep your eyes peeled for the humpback. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello. I'm Farheen Khan and this is the deep dive for 31st January 2023. India's neighboring countries are going through a severe cash crunch. First Sri Lanka, then Bangladesh, and now Pakistan is also teetering towards an economic collapse. I mean, where do I even start? Mad with devastating floods that destroy swathes of farmlands. Lackluster growth, political standoffs between ex-PM Imran Khan and current PM Shahbaz Sharif, mounting debts, depreciating currency, high inflation rates, and depleting forex reserves. Pakistan truly had a terrible 2022, and unfortunately, this year is also off to a bad start. The inflation has shot up to 24.5 percent as of December 2022. 
And that means that the cost of everyday necessities has doubled or even tripled. I mean, sample this. Pulses now cost 228 rupees a kilo in its local currency, up by 51.5% from last year's prices. The cost of rice rose by 46.2% year on year. It is now priced at 146 rupees a kilo. And the humble onion? Well, that is up by 501% year on year. It was 36.7 rupees a kg in January 2022, and now it is 220.4 rupees per kg. And if that's not bad enough, Pakistan has announced a 35 rupee hike in petrol and diesel prices as well. So petrol will now cost 249.8 rupees per liter, diesel will be 262.8 rupees per liter, and kerosene is going to be 189.83 rupees per liter. I mean, can you imagine the harrowing situation of common Pakistani citizens? But let's talk about the problem at hand. And fair warning, this segment is going to be a little longer than our usual deep dives, but I hope you stay tuned till the end. So, you see, just like Sri Lanka, Pakistan is pretty much bordering bankruptcy. It's an utter mess. Just last week, it was reported that the country's forex reserves held by the State Bank of Pakistan, or SBP, hit an 8-year low to $4.343 billion because of external debt repayments. And now, there's just about enough to cover only three weeks of imports. And this is a big concern because some of Pakistan's crucial imports, especially fuel, are paid for in dollars. And because of its shrinking reserves of dollars, Pakistan has been forced to cut imports. For example, it has had to cut down on its imports of fossil fuels that in turn is leading to power outages. In a previous episode of The Signal Daily, we had also told you about how Pakistan is having to cut down on its chai intakes. So basically, at this point, the cash-strapped country desperately needs a financial bailout. Some countries like Saudi Arabia and the UAE have already promised help, but what it needs most is the IMF aid. So Pakistan had come to an agreement with the IMF or the International Monetary Fund in 2019 and had accepted a $6 billion bailout program to pull itself out of debts. But in these bailouts, you're not simply handed over the money. You need to meet the loan conditions that the IMF sets to ensure that the country can pay it back. In Pakistan's case, it was raising fuel prices, energy prices and taxes. You know, all the things that could shoot up the inflation rate. Now, obviously, the government was trying to avoid doing this, and so the aid got delayed. But now it looks like the Shahbaz Sharif government is hell-bent on securing the IMF aid, even if it comes at a cost. We have already told you about the fuel price hike, but there are more things planned. The Pakistani finance minister Isak Dar reportedly also wants to impose a flood levy to cover the losses caused by the terrible floods last year. The SBP raised the key lending rate by 100 basis points to a 24-year high of 17%. Recently, the Pakistani rupee fell by 9.6% against the dollar, the biggest drop in two decades after foreign exchange companies removed a cap on the exchange rate. This was also one of the demands put forth by the IMF. Will the IMF finally agree to release its aid? This is a developing story, so watch out for new updates on this. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast, so feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Shorbury. 
edited by Venkat Anand, mastered and mixed by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.